My name is Josh, and I'm a student at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. I've been studying Biblical Hebrew for about a year now, and I was wondering how you're able to tease out the nuances and appropriate meanings for some of the words that appear in Genesis 1, like reshit, bara, tohom, tohu vavohu, these words that don't necessarily fit our modern concepts of the world, especially when it seems like a lot of traditional English translations have chosen to fit these concepts into a modern framework rather than allowing them to say what the original authors meant. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. I mean, is that just kind of what you learn when you study Hebrew? It is kind of. So when you're studying a living language, you know, like Spanish or French. Ah, it's a little easier. Like, what do people mean when they say this? Correct. You can actually go like... Ask someone. In fact, the best way is to go talk to somebody who yeah. speaks the living language. And you'll pick up what are the living, current ranges of meaning of the words and just start using them. The trick is even though modern Hebrew is spoken today... You know, it's very, very developed from ancient yeah. biblical Hebrew. We've talked about this because you lived in Israel mm-hmm. and could speak oh, right. ancient Hebrew. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, my first few months there, my Hebrew sound, as my as our landlady often said, I sounded like Shakespeare. What would come to my mind is biblical phraseology, biblical Hebrew, which sounded like yeah, it's three thousand years old. Yeah, to her. Yeah. So the trick is when you are learning ancient biblical Hebrew, you sign up you know, for classes, you'll get vocabulary cards. Mm -hmm. And the vocabulary cards, you know, the first ones will be edits. And you'll flip it over and you'll say earth. Mm -hmm. So what any language has to do, if you're going to translate, is find words that are roughly equivalent in the corresponding language. So that's only step one. The full step is that language is an expression of culture and worldview. And so... The question about how do you tease out nuances in biblical Hebrew of words that are really similar but also not similar to our English words, you just have to study how the words are used. The meanings of words aren't like magical things that exist in an ethereal place. Yeah, like math. Totally, yeah. It's not like that. The meanings of words is determined by how people use the word. Right. I don't know. We both are living with kids with growing vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You watch this every day. Yeah. Usually with how they'll use words inappropriately, but you still know what they mean. Right. Or they'll make up words. Uh, Oh, yeah. August said this one the other day, strawberry season right now, Uh real time. It's June. So our house is full of strawberries because we go strawberry picking a lot. And uh, August, we made these strawberry waffles, put strawberries all over the waffles. And he walked over the table and he says, oh, those look so temptating. (laughs) (laughs) Temptating. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So he's taking temptation, but making it a verb. But I knew what he meant, mm-hmm. even though the word was incorrect. So meaning is about people using words in context. So we just went to my uh, nephew's high school graduation. Oh, uh-huh. And they were having a hard time saying graduation, and they kept saying graduation. <laughs> yeah. We're going to the graduation. Yeah. And so I was good. like, that's such a wonderful, because then you could just say, graduations. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, they're merging. They're merging congratulations yeah. and graduations. That's exactly it. Yeah, okay. So that's great. So they're merging two words to create actually a new word with a meaning that is separate from graduation or congratulations. It's the congratulations at the graduation. Yeah, (laughs) Words are malleable, so you have to study how language users use a word to know what they mean. And so, um, Josh, you're asking, how do you tease out nuances? You just have to study the language. And I suppose why, I think for some people, this feels really fresh to Mm. be like, oh, to home, it Mm -hmm. means something more than just... Mm deep water the way that a modern would think about it. Correct, yeah, that's And right. why isn't our English translations helping us do that? 
necessarily. Oh, well, I guess that's not really the purpose of a translation. Mm. A translation just is trying to give you, you know, an appropriate equivalent, and then you got to keep on going. But to understand that what the meaning of, you know, the abysmal waters in English and how that differs from the concept of Tahom in ancient Hebrew, that's not what a translation's for. Mm. You need a, a teacher or a commentator for that. Some um, translations that are more... On the interpretive side, what do they call those? Yeah. Well, it's just there's a spectrum, yeah. you know? Right. Because even to use the first example, to translate the Hebrew word Eretz as earth yes. already puts you at a disadvantage in the Bible. So why do some, do, why do some translators do that? Well, I think because in some traditions of English, earth still just means land. That's true. Not like we grab a fistful of earth. A handful of earth. But the meaning of earth is shifting. That's right. I hope it sounds it, weird to like talk about plowing the earth. So in that case, I think to translate in the beginning, God created the skies and the land. It helps you center help, and yeah, what help. they're actually thinking about. Yeah, that's right. So to get just really pointed to your question, Josh, to rebuild the concepts and meanings of ancient biblical Hebrew words, and this is true for New Testament Greek as well, is just studying the words and how they are used in context and rebuilding the definition. So word, word study skills... Not just looking a word up in a biblical Hebrew dictionary, but actually learning how to, to study all of the occurrences of a word and building a mental portrait of its meaning in your mind. It's a really important skill if you want to recover the way the biblical authors saw the world. And that's essentially what we're trying to set the table for in this series. We have a class coming out on the classroom project mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to come out this summer. Well, no, there's one out already called Heaven and Earth. No, I'm sorry, on um, word studies. Like oh, yeah, studying yeah. The art of biblical words. The art of biblical words. Yeah.